know thyself. Those are the words written at the entrance of the Delphi Oracle. This inscription begs the question to those who make the trek. Who are you? The most difficult question of all for the modern man. So how are we to find our true nature? Our destiny? Can they be attained from our dreams? Or the stories of the past? These are the questions we ponder on this podcast. Perseus was born in a prison in Argo. Acrisius, Perseus's grandfather, was told by the Delphi Oracle that he would be killed by his heir. This didn't bother Acrisius too much at first when he realized that his only child, Dane, was a girl and she had no child, so he technically had no heir. But he wanted to see to it that he never would have an heir. So he built an open air prison to keep her away from any man. But fate will always take its course. Zeus was flying by the prison. He noticed Dane and sprinkled her with golden raindrops. Nine months later, Perseus was born. When Acrisius got word, he had Perseus and Dane put in a wooden coffin and thrown into the ocean. Thanks to Zeus's brother and god of the ocean, Poseidon, Perseus and Dane made it to shore safely. Perseus was raised by a humble fisherman, and life was good until the king of his new home wanted his mother's hand in marriage. Perseus knew this king, Polydectes, and he knew that this man was not a good man and would not be good for his mother. So he asked Polydectes if he could persuade his decision. Is there anyone in the land that is more desirable than his mom? He said, yes, of course. But I would need the Gorgon's head so I can use it to marry someone that I like more than your mother. Perseus didn't hesitate. He was on his way to kill Medusa, the snake-headed woman that turns any man that looks at her into stone. Of course, as Perseus makes his way, unsure how he's going to do it, but determined that he will kill Medusa, the gods decide to help him. He brings back the Gorgon's head for Polydectes to see. Polydectes was sitting at a dinner with all his friends, and he was about to marry Dane, for he knew that no man has ever gone and come back alive. Perseus opens the door and tells Polydectes he has the Gorgon's head. Polydectes, unable to turn his head away, as Perseus takes the head out of the bag and turns everyone at the dinner to stone. Dane is saved. Perseus is a man. And now they can make their return to Argo. 
Perseus understands why his grandfather sent him off. He understands that the Delphi Oracle scared his grandfather, and he's going back to forgive him. Of course, Argo is ecstatic to have their hometown hero return, but Acrisius, when he hears the news, is terrified. He knows the prophecy. He knows the power of fate. And he runs into the woods to hide. The city, excited about Perseus's return, decides to throw an Olympic game. And when it was time for Perseus to throw the disc in hero fashion, he outthrows the entire stadium. The audience makes their way to see where the disc landed. They find Acrisius dead, with the disc making a fatal blow. The prophecy was fulfilled. This story is about one of return home. It's about the out with the old Acrisius and in with the new Perseus. Every innovation requires the death of what existed before. This is the cycle of life. In order to regenerate, you must kill all the things you believe were true. You must recreate yourself. If you're able to do this, and the only way you can do this, is to fully understand yourself, which includes the unconscious elements that you're not aware of. And down there are things that may not be exactly quote-unquote good. It may be things like your shadow. It may be your attachments to your parents or home. You must understand this and integrate it with your conscious beliefs about yourself. When you're able to do this, you're free. You're no longer in the bondage to all those things that have been told to you about yourself. You make your own rules. The world you lived in before is no longer the world you live in today. This new person you've created can emerge and live its own life and create the world it wants around him. The biggest thing you have to do is be able to forgive those that hurt you. You have to forgive the society that you lived in that may have treated you poorly or your friends that may have made fun of you as a child or even your parents who just out of love and protection did things that may not have been good for you or in other cases where you've had not a good relationship with your parents it's time to forgive their trespasses on you and their the things that they've done to hurt you that's the only way we can emancipate ourselves we have freed our minds And now we are a hero in our own respects. Perseus had to forgive his grandfather, which was the symbol of status quo, before he can return to his home and reign as king. If we are to follow this story from beginning to end, we find all the aspects we discussed in each of the episodes. 
Perseus must separate from his mother. He must face a dark and lonely journey. But once he commits to going down this path, the gods support him. With this newfound self, one capable of facing darkness, he can successfully face his biggest challenge, killing Medusa. And by killing Medusa, Perseus kills the infantile desire to stay in the protection of his mom. Medusa is a monster in the form of a protective mom or a terrible mom. A woman that has the capability of keeping men in their exact same form. In this case, she keeps men as stone, a symbolism for staying forever children. Once the deed is done, Perseus not only saves his mother, he saves himself, and he's ready to return home and forgive the trespasses of his grandfather. And now, the prophecy is fulfilled, and because he was able to complete this cycle, he has become an individual. And by being an individual, Mythology depicts him as a hero and a king. To recap the symbols, the oracle, our fate, our dreams, a coffin, death, when Perseus was put in the coffin with his mom. Sea journey is also the journey, the death journey. Medusa was a a symbol of the terrible mom or a protective mom. So we'll leave uh, this last episode with one more song. This one's by Gnarls Barkley, Crazy. I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. And when you're out there without a care, yeah, I was out of touch. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much. Does that make me crazy? And I hope that you're having the time of your life. But think twice. That's my only advice. Come on now. Who do you, who do you, who do you think you are? Ha ha ha. Bless your soul. You really think you're in control? My heroes had the heart to lose their lives out on a limb. And all I remember is thinking, I wanna be like them. Ever since I was little, ever since I was little, it looked like fun. And it's no coincidence I've come and I can die when I'm done. You've lost your mind and found your soul. In this cave womb, your emotions echo. Now you could care less about what society wants for you. You're out of touch with quote-unquote reality or what society deems as important. In the second verse, you know, you're having the time, people are having the time of their lives and they may think that materiality is salvation, 
But the reality is that we're not really in control of our emotions and our behaviors. That is all part of the unconscious. And he now sees that. Only heroes are the ones willing to lose their life and live dangerously without fear. He has seen both sides now and it's time for death and resurrection. He will be a hero. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Know Thyself. If you enjoyed the content, you want to learn a little bit more about the hero's journey and the individuation process and how they can relate to your life, please check out my book, The Initiations of the Unconquerable. Till next time.